0: from the deep depths of cyberspace. This is Darn IT Podcast. Cybersecurity made simple. And I'm your host, Darn G, CEO of Darn IT Group. Episode 35. Five things you need to know before taking that DNA test. So, understand that this has been a very sensitive subject uh, over the last few years. So in this podcast, we'll quickly talk about the things about understanding the DNA tests and what you should be aware of. Um, by no means, this is a surefire way of protecting your privacy because it's a slippery slope. Uh, In terms of how you are allowed to protect your data, because unfortunately, it's in the hands of the of the organizations. But we'll go through different uh, things that you will benefit from understanding or knowing. Or if you've been thinking about it, perhaps that's something for you to consider or not consider before taking these tests. So speaking of myself, uh, the bigger question is, oh, did you do the DNA test, Darlie? Well, I have not, and citing privacy issues for many years is one of the reasons why I have not done it. It just really, it just really grinds my gears in terms of how, over the many years these DNA tests have been out, uh, the lack of privacy. Um, it's just a really great area in terms of how. People are able to keep their data in place or their privacy intact, but at the same time, get the information that they need to know. The reason why people do these tests, because as human beings, we are curious. So, has privacy ever been top of mind for you? Have you thought about the issues with privacy when it comes to taking these DNA tests? And what organizations have issues? with their privacy. Lots of great questions. And hopefully we can answer this in this podcast. So when you worry about the spitting aspect or the swabbing aspect, you know, privacy should be first and foremost, because it's not just data that you would leave at a bank or at a random a company. Understand that you're DNA, your your genetic makeup, your code, as you will, is being stored wherever. And this is essentially the, the big issue. So let me get into the five things that you need to know. Number one, know what DNA tests involve. Like I said, the DNA is the building block of you, the genetic data, as you will, that is trying to be understood today and into the future. So, if you want to think about your DNA, if you're a programmer or a nerd, it's like a source code. It's like the source code to you, like the essential fundamentals of you. And it's really the the the, the, the distinction between the um, being able to find out. You know, perhaps where you were in terms of your ancestors, um, but it also can provide health and lifestyle information uh, through your dna and and that's a real big concern when you put a lens on in terms of privacy if that information that could be used you know for you but also could be used against you as well but understand too that in as much as the benefits that come out of these tests, you need to understand how these DNA companies store your code um, to match up, but also understand the risks that are involved with storing your information. Now this moves me to point number two, the privacy implications, go figure. Of course, we gotta talk about this, right? DNA is that source code, and any source code for any uh, for any program or or uh, situation involving in technology that that could be very sacred. Your DNA is you; that is very sacred to you, and these DNA companies are sharing your code to law enforcement and to other companies. Does that does that bother you yet? Um, you have to understand too that even if you consent or not, that this information is still accessible through law enforcement. And you say, well, then what's the problem? Uh, yeah, I got nothing to hide. Um, but no, the the fundamentals here is understanding that any organization or any law enforcement agency can acquire that information for for a plethora of reasons and that's what i'm saying is that should not be okay no matter what's if you're a good person or a bad person or in between uh, that shouldn't be that should not be the gray area to allow people institutions to access your source code without your permission but the problem here is Even if one of your family members, uh, your cousins, your mom, your dad, your brother, sister, whomever, if they already use these tests, you're kind of out of luck. Because um, essentially the code that they have given, if it's in your bloodline, has already given them a significant amount of your DNA. So that DNA is shared and now stored in databases. So if you have someone who already has done this... um, understand that your code's already out there. So even if you may not have released your DNA code per se, but if one of your cousins have done it, then I'm sorry, it's kind of a moot point. But understand that there is a significant amount of DNA that's being shared. And this, this information doesn't just stay on this box, secure box. It's shared between other companies so that they can match up DNA and cross-check records, etc., but you also have to understand is what happens if your testing provider gets hacked. Now, again, and I said this in many previous podcasts as well, um, just turn on the TV, do a quick search on the Internet. You will understand and see fairly quickly on the amount of institutions and organizations that have been breached. For example, your hospital or medical institution may have been breached you so your Medical information may be out there. Uh, if your, your, DNA company testing, your DNA testing company gets breached, that information can, can get out there. So there's a lot of things that can go wrong here, which should be a deciding factor if you are going to decide to release your DNA to the public, as you will. But let me say a maybe say a positive thing in terms of all of this instead of doom and gloom aspects of DNA testing. Um, have you ever heard about the Golden State Killer? I know it's been in the news for many, many, many years, um, but this is just a textbook example on how this public DNA forms can benefit uh, law enforcement. So essentially, there's this. Um, Very horrible individual who committed a lot of um, hate, death, and destruction uh, was able to get away with law enforcement for many years. But fortunately, they were able to collect the samples of DNA of this individual and finally arrest this individual and put him to justice. This is where this service has gone right. Now, there's always two ends of the spectrum here. Clearly, this worked for the great, but what happens if it's someone else that works for the bad? That is the big question here. Number three, how to choose a DNA service. There are many companies out there that do DNA testing services, and that's something where you must do your due diligence. I'm not going to talk too much about the specific services themselves because we're about privacy and and whatnot. So understand that I'm just going to sort of kind of glance over this aspect because each company does things differently and you must do your due diligence before you hand over your source code to any company. Uh, DNA information is very insightful, um, which includes a map of your heritage, health and lifestyle information. Uh, genetic markers for certain diseases and traits. Now, this is great for someone who wants to gain more insight in yourself, in your family, genealogy and stuff like that. That is great to, that information to have. Sometimes I even see on a personal level that this is shaking up someone so much that they didn't realize they were a certain heritage or their family came from certain roots. So this can be a really great eye-opening experience for you to, to appreciate yourself and those around you uh, living in this, in this world and society where we're essentially turning into a, a melting pot. But also, as much as the great things like that are in place, understand that security and privacy concerns over the medical data and DNA handling. This should be something that you should be looking into this company or talking to them about. Uh, many of the mainstream DNA organizations have been complying with law enforcement to search their databases. So understand that no matter what, um, if there is a an order out from law enforcement to access their database, uh, law, for, law enforcement agencies will be able to access that data, especially in the United States that that's the case. And for any Canadians, understand that. Your data is being stored in the US as well, which could also be uh, scrutinized as well. Uh, check, out, check out their website. Doing a quick search, like I said, can highlight those privacy concerns and um, instances with the provider. So if you're looking up, uh, for example, Ancestry, 23andMe, Living DNA, for example, um, doing a quick search on search engines can show you if that particular organization has been breached or information has been leaked before in the past so that you can get a good reputation in terms of how the company is. Now, uh, it's not a surefire way to say that your your data will be protected because keep in mind, it's not a matter of, of uh, if they'll be attacked, it's a matter of when. So uh, just getting a good insight in terms of how they are actually protecting your data is very fundamental because if they have a good history of protecting your data, then it's suffice to say that perhaps maybe a bit longer. Again, I don't want to make assumptions, but at least they'll do something great when it comes to your your information. So this brings me to the next point, number four. Go beyond awareness. There's no ironclad protections in place, period. You know, I hate to burst your bubble, but there's there's no laws. There's nothing in place that will uh, protect you and your data right this is still a new thing there's we all know uh law and um and governments will take a long time to put provisions in place but between now and then uh sort of what sort of risks and issues will be imposed um for example 23 mean Ancestry is being investigated by the FTC which is the Federal Trade Commission for uh, mishandling personal information and genetic data, just FYI. Another example is MyHeritage had more than 92 million accounts and DNA on a private server, which could be searched or sold or whomever. That's pretty concerning in my eyes. Um, But you can also not consent to share your data. There are provisions in place today where you can request the provider not to share your information now i can't say for sure if that's going to happen or not that's really up to the organization to implement that and come to my last point number five think of the future and i'm going to go off in the deep end a bit in some of these points here so excuse me um uh, test results may benefit in ways but you need to think about the future um 10 to 15 years ago let's or let's be ambitious here let's 20 years ago do you really would you have thought that we would be here today we would have this technological power all these apps availability um, ride sharing food delivering to your door like that stuff is nuts now and i highly doubt you even thought about this 15 to 20 years ago. So understand the future of these DNA tests. Think about how this information can be used. And you may have to go into science fiction here, but understand that this could be reality. A lot of things in science fiction are, you know, becoming reality. You know, think about Star Trek, for example, back in the 60s, they had the Flip communicator systems, which we know now as cell phones, which obviously has evolved over the years. But I understand that those communication services were in sci-fi, but now are in real world. Now, think about how your DNA could be used for profit or benefit the company without your knowledge. Think about how a company can benefit by having your DNA. Uh, would you be okay with that? If it helped corporate interests, for example, if that DNA company sold it to a pharmaceutical company, for example, would you be okay with that? Um, Will you be okay with providing that genetic information um, for the entire family? So if your family has never used this service before, um, you would be single-handedly responsible for showing that data. So have a, a conversation with people in your family to say, hey, This is something I'm looking at, but this is some of the issues. And just get their uh, understanding or consent, because if they find this out, if they didn't want their genetic information spewing across the Internet, then that may make your next Thanksgiving a bit more troublesome. Just saying. Um, Future laws that could change for better or for worse. Now, I can't say for certain if... The law will be in our side, but it could potentially change for the better. So it's hard to tell, but understand that the law may not change for a long time. So just take that in consideration when you're thinking about the future. Now, here's where I'm going to go off in the deep end a little bit. So (laughs) I just want you to understand that this is sort of coming out of maybe all those science fiction movies and books I've read, but let me digress. Understand that that any information you put on the internet is not it's it's not a one time thing. Um, this would be distributed, sold. Um, it could be used now. If you want to look at fifteen to twenty years from now, just it doesn't take much to think about how this DNA information uh, could be used. Now it could be used to clone you. Um, to maybe grow something that's part of your body or regenerate or to perhaps tap into memories or tap into other fringe aspects of that information. And it's really hard for me to really compute on the magnitude of this information. But I want you to understand that you need to think in these terms. You need to look at it in 10 to 20 years. If if this is going to be something of importance or something we have no idea yet, maybe it's something you need to reconsider or to consider when taking these tests. They don't tell you these things. They don't say that hideous photo of yourself you posted on MySpace 10 years or 12 years ago uh, would come back to haunt you because it's in digital stone, man. It's not... It doesn't go away. You may think you deleted that MySpace account, but I, I can go find that account if I really want to in the archives. So keep that into serious consideration in the back of your mind when you are thinking about taking a DNA test. It's not just about all the fancy information and the maps and the connectedness that we get as human beings. But understand your privacy is of concern, especially in this day and age. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Darn IT Podcast. If you like her show and want to know more, please like or subscribe. Remember, look both ways before crossing the information superhighway. Safe computing, everybody.